On this episode of Stall Talks, we break down the Logan Paul vs. Floyd Mayweather fight this coming Sunday. It's got to be discussed. It makes zero sense. I don't know why Floyd Mayweather took this fight, but I just want to ramble about this for 15 to 20 minutes about how crazy of a fight this is. It's definitely an episode you want to tune in. Oh yeah, I sprinkle in a little bit more. NBA playoff picture. What do I think is going to happen? Who do I think is going to go far? And is LeBron done? I know a lot of you people out there are not LeBron fans, so I'm sure you're going to want to tune into this. So let's go. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another Stall Talk episode. I am Jack May, and it is just me today. But I wanted you guys to get an episode, because I know it's been a couple weeks, but guess what? We live in the age of corona, so it's very hard to schedule with my other co-host episodes. So I said, you know what? Screw it. We're still going to put out an episode. You think I'm going to not put out an episode when we have... One of the greatest boxers of all time fighting a YouTube star. And yes, I'm talking about Mayweather versus Logan Paul this Sunday in the weirdest, weirdest contest ever. It's in the middle of the freaking day. Can we talk about that first and foremost? That it's in the middle of the freaking day. And I granted it is at the Miami Dolphins Hard Rock Casino Cat or Hard Rock Casino. Hard Rock Stadium, excuse me. It's still just a weird, weird fight. Like, to this day, I don't get why. And I mean, I get why. I get that Floyd Mayweather took this fight because of the money. He straight up has said that he took this fight because of the money. But, I mean, you really look at it and it's like, why would you pick it with this guy? I mean, he's got six inches. He's got 90 pounds on him. It's just the most baffling move by Mayweather to make. But, again, I want to go back to why it's freaking in the... In the freaking middle of the day, I keep saying freaking, freaking like I'm a 12 year old girl, <laughs> but I just don't get that on a Sunday. Like most times, you know, big fights Friday or Saturday night, so it's just weird that they chose a Sunday. And like to this day, I don't get it. I mean, it, they say the main card begins at 8 p.m. What? So, I mean, I, I'm not complaining. I mean, that means I actually get to sleep, you know, right on a fight night. But it's just, it just screams so much, like, mainstream. Like, boxing used to be this beautiful art form that we would just, you know, gather once or twice in a year to see one big fight at, like, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings or some other, like, place. And now it's just, like, everyone's learning how to box and, you know, yay, we have YouTubers versus TikTok next week. And it's just, like... What is going on, America? Like, this is this is what we decide is a fight for real? Like, I just... Uh, I'm just disappointed. I mean, and then on, on the undercard, you got freaking Chad Ochocinco fighting. Like, what the crap is that? And he even straight up said he's doing it for the money. Like, it just comes down to it. Like, all these fights are for the money. And it's not like, you know, the Alvarez fight, which is just basically bad blood. Like, guys just want to fight and beat people's faces. And But you got Mayweather. You got Logan Paul both saying this is about the money. And there's no real beef between them. I mean, if there's any beef, it's Mayweather versus Jake Paul, which, you know... Everyone is basically saying once Logan Paul loses, which I am not going to even say is a foregone conclusion. Again, six inches, 90 pounds is a lot in the boxing world. I don't care who you are, especially when you're 40 plus years old fighting a guy who's in the prime of his life. Like, it's, I don't care. Like, 
Logan Paul's been training hard. There's no denying that. So what what is what does Floyd Mayweather get out of this fight? Well, for one thing, I definitely think this is a pride issue. Um, I mean, we already talked about the money, but this is definitely Floyd Mayweather feels like his legacy is being challenged by some upstart YouTuber who's owing one to another YouTuber in professional boxing. So for me, I think this is definitely. Mayweather realizing like this is my chance now or never I mean I'm not getting any younger this is my only chance to you know shut up people one more time so he's taking it and I, I get that I I, th- I think I I don't know I just I don't want to assume anything because he is one of the greatest fighters of our generation still hasn't lost dude is literally 50 and 0 in professional fights but this one just seems like a childish pick. Like, sure, yeah, you're probably secure in the bag. You're probably getting, what, between 50 and 100 million again? I don't know. It's Mayweather. Maybe he's getting 200 million out of this. I don't, I don't think that's possible. But either way, it's still just a weird dynamic to go against. Because I honestly, you know, all the crap we talked about, Jake Paul and all this, I, I think Jake Paul is actually a, a great fighter. You know, after seeing the way he acted, maybe Ben Askren fit, faked it and, you know, he just took the bag and left. But I, I don't I don't think a professional fighter can swallow his pride and take a loss like that to a person like that. So for me, it's like I, I honestly think Jake Paul's a great fighter. I think Logan Paul's been training to be a great fighter. And again, you know, you can never take out six inches and 90 pounds. Like that is a lot in a fight. There's a 90, sorry, 40 pounds. Like, that's just a lot. Like, that's the equivalent of me fighting David almost. No, because David's 5'9", so he's got, I got nine inches on him. David's a shrimp, by the way, guys. Just just in case you didn't know that. But it's just so weird for me to see that. And it's funny because you look at all the promos, and you definitely can tell that Mayweather had some say in these promos. Because in all the promos, he looks like he's at the exact same height as Logan Paul. And nobody nobody believes that. Like, the thing is, Logan Paul is literally head and shoulders above him. Like, six inches is so much. And I know that you you, you guys are all going to be like, oh, you can't, you can't dismiss, you know, 30-plus years of fighting experience, blah, blah, blah. He's the greatest pound-for-pound fighter in the world, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get that. His jab still looks great. Like, yeah, I get that. But this is a lot to overcome. Like, there's just no even balance there. Especially when you add an age. Because no matter what you want to say and how great and shape he is, like, he's still 40 plus years old. Like, that's way past your prime. I don't care who you are. Like, sure, you can still perform, but that's not your prime anymore. I don't know. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't, I don't see Floyd Mayweather winning this fight. I'm just going to be real. I mean, there's a reason that... Each boxing fight is separated by weight classes because it just becomes unfair. Like, there's no reason a six foot six guy should be fighting a five foot nine guy if they're, if they can, uh, uh, if if they, that's the opportunity. It's just not fair because at the end of the day, the reach is so much more. Like this, the little, the little guys just not gonna be able to get a lot of hits in. And I mean, it's it's gonna take more. I mean, sure, you see street fighters, you know, who are five foot nine taking down giants. Like, I get that. But again, these are people who are training for these fights. They're training just as hard as each other, if not harder. I honestly believe Logan Paul has taken this fight to another level. I think that I, I just I'm not gonna count out Logan Paul. But you know what? 
I'm 0 for 2 on all my boxing picks lately. I, I guessed wrong on uh, the Nate Robinson fight. I guessed wrong on the Ben Askren fight. So who am I supposed to? But I, I'm just never going to doubt the Paul brothers again. Again, you look at it. He's only fought once, and he lost to KSI on a split decision. And that was only because he, he, took, he hit KSI in the back of the head. So if you really look at it, he would have won that if he didn't make one stupid mistake. So like that's that's the reality we have to look at behind the situation. So I'm just going to finish off with saying that um, on this topic, uh, or I'll, I'll obviously speak a little bit more on NBA playoffs, but I'm just going to finish off with my, uh, my prediction. I think it's going to be Logan Paul in the fifth round. I honestly think he's gonna he's gonna get one haymaker. He's gonna be able to hit Floyd somewhere where he he's never been hit before. That's the reality behind it. Like Floyd Mayweather's fought other five foot nine guys. He's never fought a guy who's six two. Is that what he is? Six two, six three, whatever. That's the reality behind it. Like you're fighting a different way when you're fighting someone taller because you're protecting different spots of your head. Because a guy's punching down now instead of punching straight across. It's a different fight. I'm not pretending to be some boxing expert knowing everything about this fight, but I do realize that that there's a different dynamic when you fight that way. And I definitely know that you get more power pun- punching down than you do punching up. It's the, the whole old saying, like, it's harder to bring someone up than it is to bring someone down. Yeah, because as soon as you're punching down, you're bringing all your fury down on it. Whereas if you're punching up, you're, you're, you're ugh, it's just not the same. I honestly think Logan Paul has a chance, and like, as long as he can protect himself, which I, I mean, we've seen him do that. I mean, he's in great shape. Like, he's in the prime of his life. Like, what's what's gonna stop him? I mean, sure, those jabs are gonna add up over time. I honestly see Floyd Mayweather accidentally hitting a low blow shot in. <laughs> that's the reality behind it. I just that's the dynamic I'm gonna look at. Again, it, it the main events at 8 p.m. On, uh, I believe it's Showtime, right? Yeah, Showtime on Sunday. Definitely tune in. If I'm wrong, I'll eat my words. I'm a man of my words. But let's move on to my favorite sport, obviously, basketball. We've had a crazy couple weeks. Um, Tonight, we might see the Suns putting away the Lakers for good, which is a weird dynamic. LeBron has looked terrible this whole series. He looks like he's not even trying. Like This seems like he's he's either burnt out or he just doesn't care anymore. And that's not the LeBron I know. And it's very worrisome because, you know, we're all talking about how he has two, three, four more years left in him. Good years, I should say. And, and this is not disproving that. Now, maybe there's injuries that are still inhibiting him. That could be a very legal, lot of, wow, use words, Jack, logical explanation for what's happening. I, I get that. But I just don't think he's LeBron anymore. I mean, he's looked neutral this whole game, this whole series. And, you know, all these people who want to say, like, LeBron flops, blah, blah, blah. Like, all of your favorite players flop. I don't care who you are. Dame Lillard flops. You know, Luka flops just as much. Like, every player flops. So, like, just putting it on LeBron because you don't like LeBron saying he's a flop. Like, that's stupid. Come on. Let's be mature about this. Like, it's a strategic advantage in basketball as a flop. Like, there's a reason why they wanted to limit it because it it's an advantage. It show showcases like, hey, look, I'm being I got in, almost injured on this play. Like, give me a foul on that. That's literally what every NBA player does. Like, don't don't play ignorant on that. All your favorite players do it. I mean, 
it's just that's just reality of the NBA. But to say that LeBron is some injured guy, like LeBron literally before two years ago, I believe it was his first year with the Lakers, the dude hadn't missed more than I want to say ten or fifteen games in a year in seventeen years. Like that's crazy. Like even MJ couldn't keep that up. Like look it up. Look, MJ could not have played that much. I mean, look. MJ took two years off because he couldn't play basketball anymore to play baseball to recover his body. I don't care what you want to say. That's the truth. Either that or he got in some gambling issues and that's why he had to leave the NBA because he got caught. Either way, MJ has a tainted legacy. And you, if you can't accept that, then you can't accept anything because that's the reality. Explain to me why someone would just take two years off to play baseball in the prime of your career. There's no excuse for that. Anyways, we're not going to get into that debate. I'm sure you guys will blow it up on Twitter at me anyway, so who cares. I just find it interesting getting back to LeBron on the series. It just... This is the do or die for LeBron. Like I think this is a, a career-altering playoff game for him. Either he's going to come out, put 60, and put the team on his back, and win this series again. Or, I mean, this is kind of like the last two are off for, MJ, I mean, for LeBron. I mean, you, we all looked at it. You know, he's four and six in the uh, conference. I mean, uh, in the finals, which is crazy. I don't care if you want to give me this crap, like, oh, MJ was six and zero. Oh. Freaking LeBron has been to ten finals in his seventeen years. That means every other year he's been in the finals. So, like, that's just stupid. How good good of a player he is. Even MJ could have done that. MJ played for what fourteen, fifteen years. He only went to six finals. That's not even half, <laughs> okay? So there's your dispute right there on top of that. So let's let's see if you know if uh, MJ could have done that. Oh wait, he can't because he's not going to. It's just the reality behind it. MJ got stopped by the Pistons. MJ got stopped by the Lakers. MJ got stopped by Boston. Like they, he got stopped by people too, just like LeBron did. Except LeBron got stopped in the finals. So, like, it's just the stupidest debate. And I'm dragging myself back into an MJ versus LeBron de- debate. But I can always do that because it's the truth. LeBron has done more for the game of basketball than MJ did. I'm going to be completely real. Sure, MJ's got his own brand. And sure, MJ's got Jordans, blah, blah, blah. Like, MJ made shoes specials, blah, blah, blah. But MJ brought the game to America. Whereas LeBron brought the game to the world. LeBron has had the same effect that Yao Ming did on the basketball throughout the world. LeBron's name is probably better known in this world than probably anyone else alive right now. That's just the reality behind it because he's that popular and that polarizing of a person. I keep saying I'm not going to talk about the MJ versus LeBron. What am I doing? I'm doing an MJ versus LeBron debate. Anyways, we're going to finish with this. I uh, finished with the LeBron versus MJ debate on this. And I just think, I think LeBron's starting to wind down. I think the career is starting to, take its toll on him he's uh he's he's just tired like that's the reality behind it and um i i if he can win this series we still have lebron if he can't win this series i i don't know what to expect next year i mean he's still got anthony davis who's frailer than a freaking you know piece of glass that's that's hard to rely on when your number two is just like that i'm sure they've been battling injuries but it's playoff times like suck it up and you know i might have to eat my words uh I'm okay with that. Well, you know, one person I haven't had to eat my words about, Chris Paul. He's had a decent series, but if you really look at it, he's being carried by Devin Booker. 
you know, DeAndre Ayton, like he's been carried by them. Sure, maybe that leadership's helping, but he's he's not the player that everyone thinks he is. I think that that team makes him better, to be honest. But um, what's going to happen is he's going to come down to some injury again in this in these playoffs. It's going to cost his team a win, and he's going to lose again because Chris Paul chokes and he gets injuries in the worst time possible, which is the weirdest thing because it's like. You're Chris Paul. Like, you want to be known as one of the greatest. You're, you literally call yourself point god. You want to be called one of the greatest, and you're, you're yet yeah, you're getting knocked out by a hamstring injury in game seven of the finals, uh, conference finals. Excuse me. Like, that's just stupid. No, if you want to be one of the greats, you play through injuries. Like, I'm sick and tired of us not acknowledging that fact. Is like, the greats learn, find ways to play around the, their injuries. Or... They learn how to not get injured. Like, that's what one of the great things about LeBron is. Like, throughout the years, he's learned how to protect his body. He spends millions of dollars to protect it year in and year out because he knows how vital that is to his success. And Chris Paul is just, he's, it becomes irrelevant in the playoffs because of his injuries. That's just not okay. But anyways, I think that's going to be an interesting series. You look at the Mavs. Luka Doncic is having a freaking crazy series. He's literally carrying that team to himself. It's crazy to watch it. Boban and Kristaps Porzingis on the same court at the same time. You have a seven foot four, seven foot three guy in a zone defense. It's gonna be hard to crash the crash the middle, and that's big thing is what the uh, Clippers' success is predicated on is them crashing the boards. You know, uh, drive and dash like that's that's what their games are predicated on. Sure, they can shoot on the outside, but that's not where their strengths lie. Their strengths lie on you know pushing it to the hoop. And so when you can clog the middle with a guy who's seven foot four and a guy who's seven foot three, it makes the dynamic of your game plan so much different. And so I just I respected that play by the Mavs. Like you look at it, and like right now they only have one player who's firing on all cylinders, and that's Luka Doncic. And so you got to figure out, hey, how am I going to stop him? Let's put some extra pressure on that defense, and that's what they're doing. And I love it. Now they're up three games to two, and I would love – nothing would make me happier to see the Clippers lose. And I don't know if that's because <clears throat> it's residual Blake Griffin hate because he played for the Clippers. But I just – seeing the Clippers lose is such a great, great feeling. And so uh, that's what I, I – I hope the Mavs can close out that series. What's our next series? You know, we already saw the, the 76ers close out their series – um, four games to one. Embiid's weak again. He got some injury. Torres meniscus. Another guy who's so frail and can't finish out a playoff series. Winslow, I, I literally Googled. I could not find a playoff series. He played all the games in the series. He just doesn't play the full series. If that guy could ever figure out how to stay healthy for a full year, I might respect him. But as a big guy who can't stay healthy and play through injuries, like, I just don't get it, man. Like, I get it. A meniscus tear is bad. I get it. But there's a reason you don't have to have surgery on it because you don't need to. I don't – find a way to play through injuries. I just – I know I'm sounding like a broken record at this point, but who cares? Like, the, if you're playing basketball, play through those injuries. Figure a way to protect yourself so you don't go through those injuries. If that means you need to put some knee braces on, put some knee braces on that actually protect your knees. 
If that means you need to wrap your ankles three times, wrap your ankles three times. Like, just stop trying to be aesthetically pleasing and start caring about your body. Because I think that's the reality behind it. Is like, it doesn't look good to have your ankles, you know, taped up three times. It takes some of your mobility. I get that. But guess what? If you want to play and actually bring value to your team, you got to do that. Next series, um, we got. Did I, I didn't finish in the West. Uh, we got the Nuggets versus. Portland Nuggets are somehow hanging on to the series without Jamal Murray against Dame Lillard. And, you know, sure, Dame Lillard's going off. Again, respect to him. Like, he's having a great series. But when it's a one-man show, it's very hard to carry the rest of the team. And whereas the Nuggets, you know, they're they're centered on Jokic, but they're, can, they've learned to spread the ball out and find the supporting cast that can build around him. And that's what they've done. And that's how they've torn apart the the the... Wow, Portland, Trailblazers. And um, I, 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 I'd like to see Denver leave that series because I really, really, really like Jokic. I mean, he's just the pro- prototypical big man. If you wanted to build a big man in a lab, you build Nikola Jokic. Like he just he passes the ball. He shoots. He stays healthy. He looks for the open man. He's not selfish. He knows when he needs to give up the ball. It's just it's, he's so much fun to watch play. All right, what else do we have? Who else do we have in this series? I mean, we, I guess we can talk about Boston. Boston's collapsed. Can't really be mad at them. I mean, losing Jalen Brown is a huge loss. I mean, that's your, that's your Robin to uh, friggin' uh, J- Jason Tatum's Batman. Um, but, I mean, that was expected. Brad Stevens not being the coach anymore is a funny freaking. It's just a weird... Yeah, you sucked at coaching, but here's the front office keys. Yeah, you can build the teams now instead of coaching. I don't know. It's just a weird move. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand that politics side of basketball. It'll be interesting who they put in a coach. I think the Nets were disgusting. I, I think they are not even reaching their full potential. You look at it like two of the big three will have big games. The other ones like shoots uh, like seven for twenty one from the field, and they're still winning games. Crazy huge number wise. And it's just, it's, I think they're going to be hard to stop. As much as I hate to say that about a Blake Griffin team, it's the reality. So we talked about Philly. We talked about Brooklyn. We, t- we haven't talked about Giannis just steamrolling the freaking Pete. I mean, that's, they're a legit threat in the East right now. I mean, they straight up swept one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. And sure, they've lost Oladipo, but the Heat were still a really, really good team. And um, Jimmy Butler never quits. We've already just established that with David over the past couple of episodes. It's just, it'll be interesting to see how that series matches up because I think Giannis is that unstoppable force, whereas those big three are the immovable objects. Because I, I don't think anyone matches up to Giannis on that team. Truly, I think he can go off for 30 points every night against the Nets. It'll be interesting to see how Giannis' supporting cast does. Because they got to shut down two of probably the best shooters of all time and then one of the best playmakers of all time. And so it'll be interesting to see who, who gets matched up with what, especially losing Dante DiVincio. DiVincio? I, I'm butchering and I apologize, Dante. Losing him is a big blow because, you know, he was a defensive stopper who could shoot and spread the floor. And so losing him is calling up, you know, Patty C., who's a decent player. I mean, he was great at Notre Dame, but he's kind of a journeyman. Not not a great player, but he 
he'll he'll do some do enough for that team. And then you look at it. The, getting rid of Bledsoe for Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated moves of probably the past five years. I think that just upgraded that team so much because it a it takes takes some of the playmaking off of Giannis's shoulders, but b I mean it brings the defensive stopper at the point guard position in the East, which is just so vital with all these great playmakers at the point. And I think it, his playing against you know James Harden or Kyrie Irving will be the deciding factor for this series. Um, Whoever shuts down who the most is going to be the it's going to be the victor. Well, that'll be a fun series. Um, again, we're going to see the Hawks play the Sixers. I don't expect that series to go very far. Uh, Trey Young is just a pompous jerk, and I would nothing. As much as I hate the Sixers, I really want to see Trey Young just get destroyed in that series. Uh, he's everything that is wrong with basketball. Like I just that's just how I imagine who Trey Young is. It's, and you know what? He plays for a city that's going to love that attitude, and that's good for them. Good for the city of Atlanta. They got a guy who's going to do exactly what they want. And but I, I would love to just see Philly just steamroll them four games to nothing. Back to the West. Who was the one seed? Why am I drawing a blank on the one seed for the? Oh, it's the Jazz versus Memphis. Yeah, that series is over. We we thought Memphis had a. Had that series in the first uh, first game, they were came out hot. The Jazz adjusted. That's the one thing you can say about the Jazz is like throughout this year, you know, they've been super consistent. You know, if they get beat, they find a way to adjust, and then the next game everything's fixed, and that's what they've done. And now they're up three games to one. I I think that series is over. As much as I love seeing Ja Morant, Ja Morant, excuse me, and Jalen Johnson uh, Jackson, I, I just I think. They're a couple years away. They need one more good playmaker on that team, and, and then they'll be there. I, I think, you know, John Morant and Jalen Jackson are the real deal. Again, they're super young, so they're still learning, you know, finding their paths in the, paths in the NBA. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But don't sleep on them in a couple of years. But the Jazz, the Jazz look great. Um, again, we talked about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I don't think they have what it takes to make it all the way to the playoff, uh, conference finals. I mean, yeah, I keep saying conference finals to the finals. Um, I just, I always feel like they're missing something, and that spark or whatnot. And losing, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, like that was a huge blow. Like they just lost so much. The experience, I think, is the better word to use. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens when they get matched up, who they get matched with up with next round. But I, I don't. I don't have high expectations for them. My goodness, what is this? Sorry, I got a cord wrapped around my foot for some reason. So that's what I think is going to happen. Um, I definitely think it's going to be... I'll give them this. I'll give that... that it's going to probably be Jazz versus... Ooh, let's do a hot take. Jazz versus Mavs in conference finals. I would love to see what Doncic can do with... In the conference... I would love to see him make the finals. I, I love watching Doncic play. I think Doncic has a real shot. I would have said the Nuggets, but losing Jamal Murray was huge. I think he's a playmaker you can't replace on that team. And granted, I think they're doing a great job of doing that, but I don't. It's still not enough because now you're taking people away from positions that they're more comfortable in, the Monty Morrises of the world and whatnot. So I definitely think it's gonna be Jazz. Oh wait, it can't be Jazz Mavs. Ah, whatever. That is what it is. Moving on. 
East Conference Finals. I'm going to say it's going to be Giannis and the Bucks versus Philly without a beat, most likely, because he's going to probably milk this torn meniscus for everything he can. And I think that Giannis is going to finally make the finals, and I think this is the year that they actually win the championship. That's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to stick with it. That's what my gut is telling me. I would love to see Giannis win a championship because no one deserves it more than a guy who stays loyal to his city and is faithful and wants that city to have a championship. And let's just be honest. like He's a good guy. We want to see him succeed. All right. Well, that is it. That is kind of my recap. Baseball's still boring. Um, just kidding. Baseball has its moments, but uh, it's just not been that. It's been a year where it's just not. I, I don't even sit down and watch like a game of baseball. It's just there hasn't been anything that's been like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Shohei and Otani is pretty fun to watch for the Angels, just because you never know what to expect from night in, night out. He might hit a home run. He might pitch a six inning shutout. I mean. That's just the reality behind it. But, like, there's just nothing that really excites me until, like, you know, late September, early October. Not could be the Detroit Tiger fan of me talking because we haven't been great in about four or five years. And uh, it makes it a little hard to watch baseball because it's hard to watch a, a sport when your team stinks. No, you know what? That's not true because my Pistons have sucked for the past four or five years. And I still love watching ba- basketball. But, um, yeah, that's going to be it for us today. Us. Ooh, I'm speaking in the third person. Like, I got multiple personalities. I probably do. But, hey, who cares? I love what I do. I love just talking to you guys. Please tell me what your thoughts are on Twitter. Definitely hit us up at the Stall Talks. Or what, I don't even know what my Twitter is. That's on me, guys. I think it's Stall Talks uh, Sports. Excuse me. Check us out on Twitter. Tell me how stupid I am. Tell me how terrible this is. Blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, we want that banter. Like, this is what sports is all. This is what makes sports great. Is us just being able to debate and talk so much crap about things that we have no control over. Wait, we're just little peons trying to interpret what these, you know, genetic freaks can do on the sports field. But that's what we love. All right, guys. Until next time. Peace. Peace.